Hello, friends. We are back with a new Disciple Hinson podcast. This is the Children's Ministry Training Edition 2023, and I'm joined here with my friends Mary Leibert, Davey Walker, Jen Whitcomb, and live audience PK on his last day as a pastoral assistant. Uh, thanks, guys, for, for being here. We're here in Michael's study. Since he's on sabbatical, the Disciple Hinson podcast has taken over. The, the new lead pastor of the church is the Disciple Henson podcast. And uh, this this is particularly, this podcast is aimed at those who are serving our children at Henson. And we wanna begin by thanking you. Uh, we wanna thank our volunteers for all your hard work and faithfulness over this past year, uh, particularly as we came out of COVID and as we switched things up in our classrooms and uh, how our procedures and so many things, I wanna, I wanna thank you all. Mary, Davey, Jen, and uh, we need to give a shout out to Steve Morgan, our other mm -hmm. children's ministry deacon who is who is not here but does so much work behind the scenes. Uh, so so thank you guys and thank you those who are listening who are serving our kids. Um, we we couldn't do this without you uh, this ministry and that I mean that goes without saying but we definitely want to want to thank you. You guys want to add anything there? Yeah, I just want to say uh, a particular thank you to those that stepped up over the last few months um, of filling in for the 9 a.m. class, uh, mm -hmm. kind of this guinea pig of looking towards fall and starting in the spring. So I just want to thank everybody that stepped up um, and filled that role. Uh, and I also want to say thank you to our regular volunteers that um, have consistently been on time. I know the 10 a.m. switch was a big deal for some of you. It was a big deal for me. Um, so I really greatly appreciate everybody's showing up. There's a few of you that are still working on it, but you're coming, and I really appreciate the effort. Um, and we won't say your names on this podcast. No, we, we won't. Not yet. You Maybe know next who you time. Are. Mm -hmm. um, also, I think volunteers, you guys have done so great with finding subs. This has been a problem. In past years, it's been really difficult when people just haven't shown up, and that's not really a thing anymore. So thank you so, so much um, for taking care of your subs, for using the resources that we have available for you. We really greatly appreciate you. And I want to give a huge thank you to our new elementary class, Sunday evening kids class volunteers. Um, we had been running on a very short staff for a, about a year and a half, but Mark and Bonnie Von Wald, Mark Graham and Mitchell DeVore stepped up to join our teaching team this fall, uh, joining Ashley Schreiner and I, and they were awesome. And that kids class just was uh, phenomenal this year. So thank you. Even this morning, Mary, uh, my daughter, Iris, was excited about the the grand finale for the spring uh, class because she says they're doing a party for mm -hmm. Iris and Addie, the graduates who have gone through that class over the last few years. Yes. They're they're pumped. Yes, yep. it's gonna be good. Yeah. My kids were talking about it last night too. There um, will be ice cream. Yes. Well, maybe I should go to that. Class. <laughs> All right. So. We uh, we just heard that was the voice of Mary Libert, one of our uh, beloved deacons of children's ministry. And Mary, you will retain the title of children's ministry deacon, but you will also be serving us on staff as family ministry administrator, particularly focused on the children's ministry. Do you want to talk to us about just a little bit about your role you shared with uh, with us a little bit at the congregational meeting, um, but maybe some people weren't there or you could fill out kind of uh, what you're going to be doing on staff. 
Yes. Uh, some of it I'm still working out, but um, to be determined. But um, I will have uh, administrative duties. I will be overseeing our curriculum and our volunteers and our scheduling and um, participating in staff meetings. I'll be responsible for the child protection policies being carried out and all of our volunteers know what those are and that we comply with them. Um, and I will be training and investing in our teachers and our volunteers and uh, making sure that everything's happening as, as it should on our Sunday, at all of our Sunday services. And then communicating with parents and families and making sure that everybody's aware of what's going on. And hopefully uh, over time investing in our families to figuring out what that looks like to um, come alongside our alongside our families as they parent and um, seek to bring up their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So I'm really excited, and we have some new curriculum changes coming up next year that I'm really looking forward to. So um, thank you for this opportunity, and I can't wait to get started. We are we are so excited here on staff. Maybe particularly Davey is excited to pass the baton <laughs> off to you. In the past, if you're a children's ministry volunteer, well, I should say over the last year, if you had maybe a question about scheduling or something like that, you would reach out to Davey, naturally. Correct, the yeah. emails are coming from you, of the reminders and whatnot. Um, so we don't need to talk to you anymore, Davey? Uh, you can still talk to me. You just don't need to talk about children's ministry. So. Okay, so starting July 1, you're, you're passing the baton to Mary, and Mary would be a good person um, for questions about scheduling, curriculum, and as well as our other children's ministry deacons. So Jen Whitcomb, particularly over facilities, supplies, um, classrooms, anything to add there, Jen, for um, your role? Desk workers. Desk yeah, workers. Mostly logistics. And then uh, Steve Morgan is still serving us faithfully as our safety administrator. So things re regarding our, our policy. So, you know, you can reach out to really any of us except for Davey. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Ignore Davey, please. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, Davey, though, you have done some good work over the last year. We're so thankful for you stepping up into something that was originally outside of your job description. And you helped establish uh, some kind of updated ratios. And by ratios, we mean how many adults or volunteers we need per the number of children. So this is, uh, this is a change. There's been some confusion on this over the last year as we switched up uh, the makeup of our classrooms. You want to speak to the new New, the new ratios yeah um, yeah so coming out of covid um, we switched to kind of a, a pod style class and so therefore we didn't have specific age groups in each class but it's more based on families so the ages ranged wider uh, which led to the ratios we had not actually really fitting for the style of our class um, so did a lot of research figuring out what were better ratios and so here are the new ratios that we're giving i know I'm just listing them off here, but again, they'll be online on that document. Um, we're actually taking the first age group of zero to 11 months, um, which it used to be older, but we're taking zero to 11 months specifically more for the nursery. And we're gonna need one volunteer uh, to every three children for 12 months, so to a year up to 35 months, so right shy of three years, uh, is one to four for adults to children. Um, children three to five is now gonna be one to eight. And then kindergarten to fifth grade will be one to 12. That's really helpful. And maybe we could even have uh, those those posted or a handout in the classroom mm -hmm. uh, once we get going to, so that we can be keeping those ratios. Thanks, Davey. Uh, Mary, um, 
we're hoping you announced at the congregational meeting that we're hoping to staff uh, Sunday classes uh, starting in September uh, for children's ministry. Do you want to talk about what we can expect for the 9 a.m. hour? Uh, yeah. Um, so having an elementary age child, I hadn't been attending Sunday school for a long time because we <laughs> didn't have any child care for them. So I was really excited when our marriage class came up and we were offered child care and I was able to attend that. And we had such a great response to that. People really seem to want to take advantage of it. We want to keep it going. We want to make sure that parents can be part of that 9 out 9 a.m. Uh, hour to uh, attend Sunday school classes, but we also want another opportunity to minister to our kids and invest in them. So I'm really excited about this. Um, We will be looking for more volunteers. That means more volunteers, but we're going to change the structure of that. Some of you have been around for a while and you'll remember that pre-COVID we did nine o'clock volunteers by the quarter. Um, And so we're going to go back to that model. So we'll be looking for volunteers who can do 10 to 12 weeks, um, a trimester. So like that looks like fall to Christmas and then starting a new set of teachers in the new year to spring break and then spring break to summer. Uh, So um, this will be a great opportunity to really get to know our kids and have them get to know some of the members of their church a lot better because they'll have that consistency. Um, and we have some exciting curriculum for the elementary age kids that I think you'll have a lot of fun teaching. So if you're interested in that, um, talk to me because we will need you. And uh, I will say, as uh, the person who helps oversee the adult education during the 9 a.m. hour, my goal in the next month or so is to have uh, the classes that are going to be offered over those next trimesters so uh, volunteers can kind of look at what's being offered and then make a decision on kind of what trimester they would like to volunteer. And particularly, I'm just going to weigh in right here and say, if you are a parent of uh, who who enjoys the Sunday classes and you have children in children's ministry, this is a great opportunity to step up and uh, be a part of, uh, you know, caring for the kids along with your children. Uh, Certainly, we love singles and uh, parents of of grown children who maybe aren't participating in the classes. We would love to have your help. Uh, But we're, we're really hoping to see these children's classes and adult classes kick off with a with a bang in September. Bang. So we, we would love uh, great participation coming up for that. Uh, Jen, another uh, new thing that we're hoping to have in the coming months is a sensory room. Do you want to talk about what that is, where it is, and what it's for? <laughs> sure. Um, yes. So the sensory room has been a very long time coming. We've been working on it. Uh, at least two years. Um, it's just been a long process of trying to do it well. Um, we finally settled on room 12, which is, don't worry if you don't know where it is, it's down in the basement um, on your way to room eight, which is where we do Sunday night childcare. Um, it was previously, I think, one of the elementary Sunday school classrooms. So we've started converting it into a sensory room um, that can be used. At the moment, we don't have anything specific we're using it for, but just having it as a resource for um, families that come that have kids, especially with sensory processing disorders, um, kids that need to take a break from a traditional classroom, families that can't sit in a service because um, their kids just can't sit that long. Um, it has a lot of potential uses. Like I said, we don't know exactly what it will be used for yet. It'll be kind of case by case. Um, what it is not is 
um, a class specifically, like an exclusive class for those kids. We don't want kids with sensory processing difficulties to um, be on their own and always just be put into a classroom um, by themselves. We want to incorporate them into a traditional classroom if at all possible. Um, but we also understand that sometimes that's really hard. So we would be working with families and um, taking each individual kid, looking at their needs, talking to the families, seeing what we can do to help um, with the goal of helping them be part of a traditional classroom, at least for part of the time on Sunday morning. Um, so it's coming along. It's almost done. I'm really excited about it. Um, I, I will say, just as a caveat, it will be locked um, unless we're using it for someone specific. Um, my kids can tell you there's a lot of cool toys in there, a lot of fun like fidgets and sensory things. I love them. Everybody loves them. Um, but we want to keep them for the kids who truly need them. And we might use them as resources in other classrooms sometimes, but that room is going to be specifically for kids that have um, sensory difficulties or special needs. Thank you, Jen, for all your work with that room. And if you yeah. have further questions about that, um, or if you feel like your child could use that room, you know, particularly starting in the fall, you can talk to the uh, the children's front desk person. Yes, absolutely. Or, Reach or out for sure. Great. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you want to talk to us about the check-in process that we can expect starting in the fall? Yeah. Um, as you guys know right now, we're really just doing a formalized check-in during the 1030 hour. Um, but coming this fall, we want to kind of create the check-in process throughout the entire day uh, through kind of our planning center app. And so therefore, we're going to use check-in in the welcome center for 9 a.m., 10.30, and for the Sunday evenings as well. Um, it's the best way for us to be able to really care for your kids and care for you guys as a family as we're able to keep all that information compiled as well as one of the beauties is each of the tags that you guys print out has your number on it. So if we need to reach out to you, uh, it simplifies that process versus right now, 9 a.m. or 5, uh, we're trying to go through a directory to find somebody's info. So this is one of the ways in which we're able to just kind of streamline that process. And so for for you as um, a volunteer, that means during before nine, before 1030 and before five, you'll need to check in at the Welcome Center, as well as those of you that are also listening with parents, uh, you'll check in your kids during those times as well. Thanks, Davey. Now, let's uh, kind of transition to thinking about safety concerns um, and how to handle safety in our classrooms. So if there's an incident in the class, like uh, say a child bumps their head or falls off the slide or something and gets a bruise, what should uh, a volunteer do? Um, can I turn to you, Jen and Davey, to, to address how to, how to address a, a safety issue? Yeah, sure. Um, we do have incident reports in the rooms. Um, so that would be the first step for workers. If it's something that you've noticed and it's a concern, um, definitely write out a report, talk to the desk worker, um, let them co-sign it with you. Um, for, for incidents like that, we also encourage you to let the parents know right away instead of at the end of the hour because... They might want to come down and check on their kid. That's totally fine. We want to let parents know as soon as something happens. Now, that's kind of a judgment call. Kids fall over a lot. Um, so it would be a judgment call. But if you're seeing bruising or someone got a cut or something like that, at least allow the parents to make that call for themselves rather than finding out right at the end of the hour. Um, 
We're also implementing for all of our, at least our 10 a.m. workers and probably Sunday school as well, although that won't be quite as active. Um, we will be having um, a checkout time for our classroom workers so that we as the desk person can um, kind of debrief with them and say, you know, how did the how was the room today? Did you notice anything unusual? Did anyone get hurt? Was there any anything we need to know about? Um and this is kind of twofold so that we can keep track of what's going on in the classroom and um, let families know if there's something that is worthy of note. We want to communicate well and make sure that our families are comfortable with like how we're watching the kids. Um, but we also want to be looking for patterns with kids um, because we have a rotation of volunteers you know, you'll see a kid and then you don't see them for another six weeks. So something that happens in a class that might seem like a one-off, you might not know until six weeks from then that, oh, it's still happening. If everyone's thinking, oh, it's just this week, it's just a bad week or something like that, then we're not actually communicating things that parents might need to know. Um, so we're asking volunteers, if you see something unusual and it strikes you as like, that was weird, say something to the desk worker. Just don't worry about it. If it's not a big deal, that's fine. But it would be better to say something and have a potential problem addressed ahead of time versus letting it go for six or eight weeks before it becomes a huge issue. Um, so we're just trying to be more vigilant and more careful, implementing um, checkout, especially for the volunteers so we can keep track of what's going on in the rooms. We will have a document that the volunteers will sign off on. So it's not just... Um, you know, everybody trying to check out in their own way will have an actual document that you can fill out. Um, so that will kind of guide that process for you. That will start most likely in the fall, but we'll try to try to roll it out in the summer a little bit. Just just for clarification, that yeah. checkout document is only used when there is an incident or is that going to be used? No, that will be Sunday? for every room every week. OK, so we can keep track. And if there's nothing to report, there's nothing to report. That's okay. great. Good. Good. Yeah. So basic as a basic rule, when in doubt, say something, um, say something to the front desk, the, the front desk, uh, so the person serving at the front desk will know um, kind of more They have more consistency there and, mm -hmm. and, and know how to handle that or take it to the next level if needed. Yeah. Yeah. For our workers, you don't have to address anything with parents. Let the desk worker do that. That's what we're there to do. We're there to be the liaison between parents and workers. So let the desk person handle issues. That's totally fine. Uh, and I keep on struggling to to call the desk person, but I, I like it's. Uh, I mean, it's just ladies serving right now, right? Nope, Trent serves. Trent now, serving. So. Hence, Trent, hence the desk person. Desk person. Yeah. Yeah. I struggle with it too. <laughs> Thank you, Trent. Uh, so we another way that we're striving to protect our children is protecting them from abuse. So as part of our annual training, uh, we want to from here on out make sure that we have a segment as part of this podcast or however we do this children's ministry training addressing how we seek to protect our kids from abuse. So Davey, I'm going to let you uh, take the next few minutes to talk about uh, how to handle kind of our abuse prevention. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Um, 
everybody that is currently a volunteer at some point you've taken the ministry save videos and training but we recognize that that could have been years ago when you took that um and so yeah we want to create annual kind of check-ins and and talking about various aspects so we'll never have a fully extensive covering everything on abuse in this but throughout the years we want to be continually bringing up um, the topic of abuse uh, because the reality is how great Henson is and we want to think nothing ever bad is going to happen at Henson um, churches like Henson are not immune to abuse uh, the reality is we live in a fallen world um, and so therefore we as volunteers need to constantly be on guard um, because that's the design we have to, to care for the children that God has blessed us with for the time that we have them. I mean, I think uh, a helpful understanding or definition of abuse is child abuse can be defined as any act or failure to act resulting in imminent risk, serious injury, death, physical or emotional or sexual harm or exploitation of a child. Uh, so we recognize it, it, it's, it's broad. It, it covers a lot. Um, and so therefore, we need to continually keep our eyes open um, and our ears open to to best care for our children. Um, and that's really why we have this kind of podcast. That's why we have um, our various systems and structures in place. Um, we want everybody to be familiar with our policies because we care about our kids. Um, and the beauty is God has given us as children's ministry volunteers um, a role and responsibilities in this process. And so that's really what I want to spend the next kind of few minutes talking about is the, the role that God has given us um, and the two responsibilities that come out of that. So first, the role we have is we are stewards. Um, it's our responsibility um, to be caring for the children that the parents have left in our care. I mean, I think the simple understanding of a steward is it's someone who's responsible for watching over someone else's stuff, uh, which in this case, that someone else's stuff is their kids, mm -hmm. uh, which is their prized possession. Um, and so parents have entrusted us with their kids um, and we get the opportunity to care for them and care for their parents. Um, because when we think about it, the reality is our children, the children in our care, are worshipers and every worshiper has a final destiny and that's either he either heaven or hell. Um, and so we have an amazing role of, of being a steward of that time. Um, but we also recognize that with that beautiful privilege also becomes weighty responsibilities and our responsibilities, the two we have specifically are to teach and to protect. Um, I mean, the teach part is what we see most clearly on Sunday mornings um, through our Bible lessons. And ultimately, we get to teach them through the word. But also, we're striving to kind of show them, kind of teach through action, through our love and how we value these children. And so that's one of the most important things I want to just emphasize even is one of the best things you can do is just to love these children really well. Uh, to show them that you care. Remember their names. Remember what they enjoy, what they love. Um, and though you're maybe only there once every six weeks, um, really prioritize caring for them. And that's one of the things that we've implemented over the last chunk of months is um, on that Thursday or Friday prior to um, Sunday, you, if you're going to be volunteering, are getting an email that, yeah, it has um, the lesson for that coming week. But we also provide you guys with the list of children in the classes because we want to be praying for our kids um, and praying for the families as well. And so that's one of the best ways you can even love them is just get in the habit. Um, just as we want our members to be praying through the directory, get in the habit of praying through the list of kids that you're going to be engaging with on a Sunday morning. <coughs> um, but second, 
we we want to prioritize the responsibility to protect our kids. Um, our kids, again, they're like the, the young, weak, and kind of uh, the oppressed in our society. They're, they're the vulnerable ones. Um, and so we need to kind of be extra vigilant in, in protecting them. Um, and that's only why we have these kind of hard conversations, because again, we recognize bad things can happen even at a great church like Henson. Um, and so we want to continually be on guard for the sake of our children. And so practically, as we've kind of reiterated at the beginning of this conversation is the idea of if you see something, say something. Um, even if it might seem like a small detail, please bring that up to the desk person or one of us on staff because we care about the kids. Um, and even a small thing, if that small thing continues over time, could lead to a larger thing. Um, so always err on the side of caution. <coughs> Which ultimately brings us back to the beginning of the conversation. Of, this is why we want to have that checkout process um, where the team leads for each room are engaging with the desk person so that we can really just make sure nothing's falling through the cracks, um, because this is one of the best ways we can continue to care for and protect our kids. Thank you so much, Davey, for uh, walking us through that. I recognize that some who are listening to this podcast will either be new to Henson or not yet approved or cleared to work with children, or we also have friends from other churches who listen to this podcast. So I'll just say a couple words of what we do to protect children and our workers on the front end. Uh, one, we have an application process for every volunteer, which includes a criminal background check. Um, and we, we go with a, a background check that checks even uh, into the background by counties that the, the individual or the applicant has lived in. Um, we have them watch a series of videos from an organization called Ministry Safe, which has been a good resource for us. And then the way that we've crafted our, our policies to protect our children and our workers come from, um, we, we've been helped by Deepak Reju's book, On Guard, uh, which um, it has, has been a great resource, which is available for anybody to look at. And then you can see our policies on our website for protecting children and our children's protection policy, which we'll come back to in a minute. Um, let's get down even to a little bit to, or let's conclude this podcast with just a few uh, refreshers and details of of what to do in particular situations. Um, so this is kind of practical stuff. Jen, you want to just give us a refresher on the bathroom policy? <laughs> oh, yes, my favorite part. Um, yeah, so the bathroom policy, um, if your child's in diapers or if you're working with a child with diapers, those diapers get changed by the parents um, and the parents can be contacted by the desk worker. So that's how we do that. Um, and that has worked really well over the last few years. Um, if you have toddlers and up who are potty trained, um, they need to be able to go to the bathroom by themselves. If they can't, then we need to get the parents down. Um, sometimes that's difficult um, because the kid needs to go to the bathroom right away. So always you have two workers doing bathroom breaks. One of them might be just observing at the, like from their door and then the other worker will be standing at the bathroom door with the child. Um, that just provides more accountability, making sure that we're doing what we need to do and doing it appropriately. Um, if you do need to help a child in the bathroom, um, then the desk worker can also be one of those accountability partners. Um, also worthy of note is that women are the ones to take the children to the bathroom. Um, guys, you're off the hook. 
lucky you. But um, we just do that to have an extra layer of accountability um, for the kids. And uh, one other thing to note, I know some of you have asked about um, the downstairs classrooms, the ones in the basement by the gym. The bathroom situation is a bit trickier (laughs) down there um, because those bathrooms weren't originally set up for small children. So we are working with Andy to come up with a solution that is safe and appropriate. Um, That should be in place by the fall. We'll give you more details when it's closer to time and we have like firm things that we can say this is what's happening. Um, But just know that we are working on that and we'll keep um, keeping the kids as safe as possible when they do need to use the bathroom downstairs. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Davey, you want to help us know what to do if we're looking for a submarine sandwich? (laughs) Yes, the submarine sandwiches. It's like a place uh, on Hawthorne, right? It is. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so if you are looking for a sub, um, preferably of an adult kind, um, to fill in for you. Oh, like a substitute. A substitute. Mm, I just saw yes. subs and yes. <laughs> started thinking about roast beef. Which, first off, I just want to go back to even the very beginning as Jen talked about how great you guys have done at finding subs. Um, I'm extremely appreciative of that. Uh, not a lot of churches don't do well at this. And so I just applaud all of the children's volunteers. Uh, yes. Very rarely are Second Jen and I that. having to be brought into the process and finding subs. Uh, but you can kind of think through kind of three steps in the process. The first is ideally, if you are looking for a sub, just look for somebody that's already on the regular schedule. Um, the emails that you guys get every week give you the master schedule and so you can just see the best is honestly to find if you can find somebody to that's in the same class as you throughout mm-hmm. the six week rotation um, so that we can keep continuity with the kids so that's kind of the first step see if you can sub with somebody recognizing we always have to have one female in the class so if you are a woman ideally you find a female sub and if you're a man you're kind of off the hook you can find a guy or a gal it doesn't really matter <laughs> uh second if if that if you're failing in that category um we then have at the bottom of our schedule we have a sub list and so look for the people that aren't on the regular rotation but said hey i'm willing to sub as needed um and then third, if you're striking out on both of those, then at that point, reach out to Mary or reach out to Jen um, and they'll help you in that process of finding a sub. Uh, but I, I do ask specifically if you get to that third point, the sooner you can reach out to us um, in that process, the better. So even if you're like it's Thursday or Friday and I'm still in the process of trying to find somebody, please just reach out to us and say, hey, I'm struggling versus Saturday night or Sunday morning saying, hey, I looked and I couldn't find anybody, it makes their jobs way easier um, with a few days notice versus day of. And feel free to reach out to us too if you're just struggling in general. But uh, in the context you're talking about, you mean struggling finding a sub. Yes. Yeah. Specifically, but all the the steps are important. So don't just because Mary's coming on staff, don't make her Sundays miserable and think, oh, it's just it's just one, it's just me. I just need one sub. So she <laughs> she doesn't want to be finding multiple subs as she's uh, getting all the other things together for the Sunday classes. But we are here to help. Um, Mary Mary is even is much less crankier than I am. So she she will be a joy to <laughs> to work with in that regard. Davy, you love to play with uh, gym toys. I do love to play with gym toys. But you would like them to be put away. 
Ah, yes. Both of those things. I love to play with them and I love when they're put away. Um, this is specifically yeah, for the gym, kind of room eight. Uh, we'd love the Youth of Henson. I work with Youth of Henson, but those those toys are not designed for <laughs> middle school and high school boys. Oh, what toys are we talking about? Primarily all of the wheelie cart type things. <laughs> okay. So every vehicle. Every vehicle. Um, yes. They are not designed for them. And so therefore we want to make sure that they are locked away um, because those things only can handle so much use. Um, and so specifically, if you're going to be working Sunday morning during the 9 a.m. hour or during the 5 p.m., um, we really just want to prioritize making sure that those vehicles are locked up. Uh, there's two different rooms that you can lock them up in, and there's one in the gym, and then there's one actually in room eight. Um, we recognize that as of now, a lot of people don't have a specific key for those. And so we're going to prioritize getting a set of keys for room eight so that we can make sure that the lead in that room is able to lock those toys up uh, because otherwise they get loved well. Um, and we want that love to extend. Um, so we've talked about a lot of details regarding children's ministry today. And uh, I know that people have been sitting on the edge of their seat and, and they're like, they want more. You know, people are like, you know, this is just uh, wet my appetite. And I want to know more about the rules and policies for our children's ministry. Mary, where would one go for kind of a deep dive on our policies? Yeah, I regularly look this up for some light reading uh, just for fun. Uh, so you can go online to our church's website and go to Church Life, the Church Life section, Our Families, and you can uh, pull up our whole policy and read it for fun or also for a refresher if you like need to review that bathroom policy or the ratios or whatever. And then if you have questions while you're serving starting in the fall, we we, uh, we will have the children's policies at the front desk. So mm -hmm. if you have a particular question, sometimes you don't realize what you don't know until you're in that situation and you can check with the front desk and they'll have the policy. Yeah, they'll also be in each of the rooms as well. Excellent. Thank you, Jen. Mm -hmm. uh, Jen, um, speaking of each of the rooms <laughs> there, is it true that we have just peanuts and snacks flowing out of each and every room? <laughs> we do have snacks, but they do not and will never have peanuts in them because we cannot have peanuts in them. So this is not a new thing, but definitely a refresher and something that is becoming increasingly important. Um, one of our little friends is deathly allergic to peanuts. And so as of, well, as of before, but especially as of now, um, there will be no peanuts in the children's wing at all. We just can't have them. Um, this little one comes in contact with peanuts and breaks out. So it's a big deal. I know it's a big ask. Um, for the most part, our parents are on board. Like we've been able to streamline the home snacks and um, that's been a really, really helpful thing. So Parents, if you're listening, thank you so much for helping us with this. Um, workers, this applies to you too. Um, so if you're bringing granola bars or RX bars or whatever, they can't have peanuts in them. And actually, this little one is also allergic to eggs. So um, it's a lot. Maybe I think probably for workers, the best policy would be to not bring your breakfast at all, um, because contact with eggs is also a big deal for this one. And eggs are in everything. Um, we do have goldfish and animal crackers that are pre-approved. They're totally safe for all the kids. Um, 
So those, those are the snacks that we're providing. Um, any other questions, talk to the desk worker, talk to me. Um, but in the next few weeks, we will actually have signs up kind of everywhere saying no peanuts, peanuts aren't allowed, just don't do it. <laughs> It sounds like you're saying, Jen, that the 10th mark of a healthy church is, is peanut free. <laughs> the 10th mark of our healthy church is definitely peanut free. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Um, okay. Well, I think that's enough details for now um, on the children's ministry uh, policies and safety. Um, we want to thank everyone who has stuck it out listening to this to this podcast. I know um, most of you will have listened last year, but we want to refresh you with uh, this information and uh, to help you serve in our church with the children and the families. So uh, what would be the next steps now that you've listened to this podcast and you want to be approved so that you can continue to work with children at Henson? Davey, what do you do? Yeah, the next step, uh, it's really simple. Take the quiz, uh, which should be in the show notes. It'll be in the notes of this podcast. It will also be sent out in an email. Um, so yes. And in the, I think we'll even put a link to it in the newsletter. So multiple ways to get to the quiz. Yeah. And taking the quiz is the essential step because we won't know if you've listened to the podcast unless you've taken the quiz. Um, and the quiz is going to have a lot of questions specifically geared towards scheduling as well. So please take the time to fill those out because it makes our side way easier as we plan for the fall. Uh, some people may have been like listening, kind of half listening to this podcast while, while driving or folding laundry. Um, so we'll see how good of a listener, how good of a multitasker <laughs> you are. Is there a prize for the person who gets the highest score on the quiz? Uh, <laughs> looking around. Is there, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay. We'll, 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 we'll see. <laughs> so if you have further questions uh, on, on anything that you've heard today, please reach out to Davey for at least one more month. <laughs> uh, to Jen, Mary, Steve, or myself. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Davey. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, PK, for setting up all this equipment for us to record this and here on your last day uh, serving us. Uh, so, And thank you, listeners. 